folks. My name is Lainey Cohen. Welcome to Call Her the Sociology Queen. Good morning and welcome. My name is Lydia Coiner. Here at Call Her the Sociology Queen, we tackle different sociologists and their conflicting views. We compare and contrast to the past and present, as well as establish connections to our own personal lives. Today's discussion focuses on Karl Marx and Max Weber, their effects on society, as well as their differing opinions on capitalism. We will also include information about sociological research connections to provide further context. If you're interested in reading further about these brilliant sociologists, we have provided a few articles that can be easily accessed through our podcast. I do want to make a mention that the link to our music used in the podcast is attached as well, and we do not own the rights to the music. Today, we will begin by discussing the ideology of Karl Marx. Karl Marx was an incredibly influential sociologist who focused on a theory he called Marxism. Marxism claims that conflict is between the rich and the poor. It extends to explain conflict theory and how we are in a constant state of conflict with one another in society. Marx was a firm believer in communism and wanted to ensure the success of working class, aka the proletariats. He believed that they were the real reason behind the success of big businesses, and they only thrived because of those individuals who worked for them. It's ironic to me how Marx envisioned communism and how communism is now in the 21st century. Powerhouse countries like China are communists, but the power is definitely not within the people. The money and power belong to the wealthy. Lydia, how does power and money drive societal change? I think the main conflict with modern communism is the ironically unequal distribution of power. There are issues with consent over the power of these individuals because power is enforced through the threat of violence rather than gaining respect as an authoritative governing body. Additionally, it can be extremely difficult to enact social reformation under a communist society because of the amount of control that is exerted over individuals. Unfortunately, every time communism is brought up, I directly relate it to China and how poorly their president runs their country and how it affects the Chinese people and how a lot of that stuff that is going on at this time could have been avoided. Marx believed that individuals should contribute what they are able to and only take what they need in order to survive. This doesn't really work in a modern capitalist society in which people are under constant competition for jobs and ultimately chances at success. This constant competition can be draining for individuals and ultimately alienate themselves from their work. This idea of alienation thrives on exploitation and results in unhappiness because the workers' needs are no longer being met and they're being taken advantage of by capitalism. As the economy grows, so will the gap between capitalists and the working class, which will continue to cause turmoil in society. If you're interested in reading more about Karl Marx, I'd highly recommend reading The Enduring Significance of the Thought of Karl Marx by Tom Janelle. So next, we're going to move on to our topic about Max Weber. Max Weber, infamous for his ideas about capitalism, believed that society evolved into capitalism as a result of religion, which is outlined in his work, The Protestant Ethic and Spirit of Capitalism. He believed that individuals should contribute their best to society rather than themselves and their families. This way, society would benefit from an individual's efforts more than if they were focused on solely benefiting themselves. 
You're definitely right about that. Weber views, viewed capitalism as beginning with a set of ideas, specifically Protestantism and Calvinism ideology. Rather than the general consensus that innovations in technology resulted in capitalistic societies, the idea of predestined fate resulted in the belief that individuals prove their faith to God by fulfilling their jobs, meaning they were destined for salvation upon entering the afterlife. The Protestant work ethic was a result of the idea that God likes hard work, meaning there are less days of rest and designated holidays in this kind of society. Less rest means more productivity and ultimately helping capitalism chug along like a well-oiled machine. This work ethic also resulted in prioritizing work over guilty pleasures and individual needs because everyone is always focused on contributing positively to society. This idea sounds all fine and dandy on paper, but does it work? Does everyone want to contribute to society in a positive way? The meaning behind Weber's theory is excellent. He believed that people would follow the rules and laws because they were set there. He had faith in the rationality of society as a whole. A further push to economic stability and the thought process that people would contribute to the community rather than their family. Weber created an ideal type of what he believed capitalism should look like. An ideal type is essentially a hypothetically constructed reality that possesses all the necessary defining characteristics, leaving out possibly fatal flaws for the sake of comparison to reality. Ideal types are important for research because they allow us to compare realistic situations to ones that might pose possible solutions. Weber was working under the assumption that everyone in this capitalistic society mutually agreed to to follow the Protestant work ethic and share similar values. It's likely that in reality, those who do not follow the Protestant work ethic are and are power-hungry will likely force their way into positions of power and take advantage of those who are willing to work hard for the sake of the greater good. When studying theories, it's important to keep in mind that the reality of our society will always have an effect on these ideas. So going off of your point about individual opposition to the Protestant work ethic, it's likely these individuals would be considered goal-rational thinkers who attain goals in the most efficient way possible, which is very common in the modern society. I think it's safe to say that we're far too modernized to fully adapt Weber's theory of capitalism, though we still have some elements of his influence. This also helps prove your point that ideal types can help society form potential solutions, even if they are partial adaptations of the original theory. Exactly. There are unfortunately many individuals in our society that are motivated by selfish reasons and gather all of the power and influence that they can. When there are clashes over authoritative types and the needs of society, there can be extremely polarized turmoil. An example of this is the current political climate in the United States due to the clash between charismatic and rational legal authority. Those who support Trump can be seen as embracing charismatic authority because they claim that America needs to be made great again, implying that the current status quo wasn't cutting it for them. In their eyes, Trump has their devotion because he claims he can solve our nation's problems. Those claims really lie in an ideal type world in which the rich reap all the benefits and everyone else is left to fend for themselves. With this established, those who support rational legal authorities see right through Trump's lies and problematic behaviors, which have only had negative impacts on our country's well-being. Those who support their rational legal authority want individuals in power who are elected by the majority and can be depended on to make responsible, rational decisions that will have positive impacts on the nation. I have intentionally left political parties out of this idea because I don't think Trump upholds true Republican ideologies, 
Rather, he has manipulated many individuals into viewing him as an authoritative figure who holds absolute power over the masses. The point I'm trying to make here is that even just one person can completely upset the stability of a society because their mindset is capable of spreading to others. This would lead to the downfall of society under Weber's capitalistic society because its emphasis on contributing positively to the community. That is such a great point that you make. If you're interested in reading more about Weber, I'd highly recommend you read Formal Justice and the Spirit of Capitalism, Max Weber's Sociology of Law by Sally Ewig. She argues that Weber's theories can be applicable, applicable to varying capitalistic societies despite the differences they may have. Live your life with purpose, even when it feels mundane. Just as Max Weber, society's no game. So now we're going to move on to the topics about our relevance to our careers in regard to Marxist theories and Weber's theories. So we both have very different career paths in mind. As I will be attending Barry University for law school in the fall with aspirations of becoming a wills and trust attorney. I plan to pursue a career as an entrepreneur in the music industry. I want to open up my own business that involves making music and networking with the community. I hope to have an impact on my community and help others through this business. In addition to this, I'm considering doing sociological research following my graduation from FGCU. That's awesome, Lydia. Capitalism in reference to Weber for my career choice is fine, as in people will continue to die. There will always be people dying and people writing wills. His system works for me as an attorney. Lydia, how does capitalism affect your career choice? Capitalism is what creates the need for my business in the first place, which is why it's so important. As a business owner, it would be up to me to run my enterprise fairly because I think it's important to treat employees fairly. The challenge I would face would be external competition, especially with large-scale companies whose net worth and influence is astronomical. Lydia, I agree. Capitalism is very beneficial to the working class. However, it can be abused in the sense of the power-hungry individuals that want to take control of small businesses, as in takeover with large places such as Amazon and Wayfair's and Walmart's and Target's. We need to start supporting our small local businesses here in our community. Yeah, definitely. It is a tough competition in this world, especially with these major companies. However, there are a lot of individuals who still support small businesses and their community. I just want to thank you guys all for listening. And those are going to be some of our final ending points about what just about Karl Marx and Max Weber and everything that we discussed today. And um, I do want to shout out our sponsor, who is... This podcast was sponsored by Marks and Weber Law Group, specializing in wills and trusts. We make death easier. <laughs> Catch us next week for Durkheim's theories and special tips for sociological research. Thanks for listening to Call Her the Queen of Sociology. Thanks for listening, and remember, call her the queen of sociology.